Wow, it's finally here. Uh, I'm Heath Pierce, 35 caps for the men's national team. Uh, not officially retired, uh, but my co-host on this podcast called Orange Slices is Mark McKenzie. Mark, you're not home right now, are you? I am not home, uh, and I don't have 35 caps, but I am working at it, okay? Uh, I'm currently at national team camp, about to hopefully get my second cap. Um, and we're actually, you know, headed to training right now, but, but you know, I had to squeeze in some time with my guy, Heath. I appreciate that. Hey, look, uh, your your Wi-Fi does sound a little bit spotty. I'm not going to compare generations, but I will say we were at least successful enough to get a hotel with good Wi-Fi. You guys got a lot to prove, but you and I have a lot to prove also on this podcast, right? No, 100%. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to these talks as well. Uh, of course, as the age gap, which is the elephant in the room, uh, we're not going to touch on that too much because I know it's a sensitive topic for you, Heath. But look, on the bright side, I'm currently at national team camp and I'm scouting these future guests. So I think that I've got some good insight uh, as to, to what could really get this uh, this podcast jumping. Yeah. And this is not just about you and I. This is about soccer nostalgia, soccer Americana. It's not just another soccer podcast where we talk about Messi or MLS players. We will when it's relevant, but it's about bringing the past, present and future of the national team back together to get excited about your crop, your generation and the future generations to come. Uh, without forgetting where we came from. And we don't got to talk about the age gap. You know, I read I read something recently on, on Instagram that was like, age, it's not about your the number, it's about your in, your energy is your age. And I was like, only people my age start to buy into that kind of stuff because otherwise you can actually talk about your age. But this is, look, it's a weekly inside look at American soccer and the national team from the players themselves, right? You, myself, different positions in our life and career, and uh, also guests that we're going to be bringing on from all the different generations to talk about what it was like to play the game and their generation, the exciting times, and to try to tell us stories they've never told before. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the, the great part of this, this whole podcast, um, all the insight, all the info, all the, the inside scoop um, that, that each guest will bring on, whether they you know be in the, the international stage um, on these, these road trips or at the domestic level um, with their club teams. Make sure you guys go find us on social at slice of soccer across all platforms for more of this american soccer love and to help boost us you know as well because we want to we want to hear back from you guys want the feedback well look mark our first guest we got to hype him up real this time okay chris richards came through the fc dallas academy and by the spring of 2018 he signed with bayern munich he never made a first team start for bayern until this year october 2020 and his ucl debut came shortly after that man there is crazy exciting times and look I love seeing uh, young players uh, like Chris Richards doing his thing in Germany. Obviously, we're starting to see this this pattern of, of, of players being successful for the biggest teams. And and yeah, I'm excited for him to be our first guest. Yeah, I mean, I've known Chris for, uh, let's see, I think three years, three or four years. Um, we played against each other back in, in youth academies. But from that time, I think we always had a connection both as defenders um, and then coming up and, and playing in the Youth World Cup together, U20 World Cup uh, 2019 in Poland. I think that was a really special time uh, for, for all of us, you know, to be able to, to go against the, the best youth in the world, um, these up and coming talents. When anytime you, you get to see one of your boys, you know, killing it at the highest level, I think, I think you, you really got to give him credit. Um, so a lot of love to that guy. Yeah. Well, look, let's uh, enjoy ourselves a slice of the soccer life with Chris Richards. Let's do it. All right, well, let's welcome our very first guest, part of the Champions of Europe, Chris Richards. Chris, what is going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing good. Fantastic, man. It's great to see your beautiful face again. Oh, thank <laughs> oh, you. Man. Thank you. It's been a while. <laughs> Mark threw out the fantastic, man. He, life, life must be good for you too, man, right? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Around here, it's pretty busy. It's usually two or three games a week. So it's just training game. Coming out of the camp, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this this recent national team camp. What is it like getting back in, right? When I when when I was in when I was in a in Germany, I was at a small club and I was actually punished for leaving because only like three of us would leave and we were really bad. And so the coach would be like, "Yo, we got to train because we're getting beat <laughs> by everybody." But it, at your club, obviously, like no one's there during the international break, right? You've been there during that period, and what what what's it like coming back, getting everybody back together? Is 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 it difficult? Yeah, I mean, because guys are coming from, we have some from South America, some from, I'm from the US, Fonzie's from Canada, we have, and half of them are from Europe. And so some guys come back on Tuesday, some guys come back on Friday, and we might have a game on Saturday or Sunday. So we may get in one full training together, and then it's a game. So it's, it's kind of weird, but uh, somehow we make it work. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about what camp was like for you. Other than the fact that you're 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 uh, might be you know fighting for for Mr. McKenzie's spot in the national team. Uh, what 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 was the camp like for you? No, um, it was a really good introduction to the national team. Uh, you know, there was a lot of new faces. Um, it was a brand new coaching staff for me. Uh, a lot of the guys I'd never played with, and um, so it was just getting to know everybody, and it was it was really good. Uh, everybody is around the same age with the exception of a few players. And it's really, I think it's really refreshing to see how many guys are doing well around the world. For sure. For sure. A lot of youth, a lot of youth. That's right. What was yeah. the music like? I got to ask music because <laughs> a lot of, a lot of y'all got some flavor, you know what I'm saying? So, so what was the music? Who had the, who had the aux in the locker room and whatnot? You know, Wes thinks he's a better announcer. <laughs> he's not, he was on the aux the whole time in the locker room. Just, he was playing a lot of, uh, and a lot of the mainstream guys now, like 21 Savage, Drake, uh, play a little bit of Trippy Red, which I was surprised by. And then, of course, he had to show off that he's that he plays in Italy, so he played okay. a little bit of foreign music, you know. Let's, of, let's, yeah, that's let's, dub, let's double click a little bit on that uh, surprising Trippy Red. Is that surprising good or surprising bad? Because, you know, we, we, we need to address this. <laughs> I really didn't think Wes was the type of guy to listen to Trippy Red. Like, I feel like Wes is just, you know, mainstream, just Drake, you know. like Yeah, he's a top 40. Of, he seems like a top 40 guy. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? exactly. exactly. Just basically, I'm putting words in your mouth and you can say it if you want to. You can say, Weston's a top 40 guy. All right, you ready? Yeah, Weston's a top forty guy. <laughs> oh, we we got what we need. That's a wrap, wrap this thing up. We're gonna put that one on the internet. Uh, one of the times that I really liked uh, music the most in a, in a locker room was it was like um you know when when mashups started coming out. So you had a, a lot of every type of music, and some of those DJs were just spinning kind of open format mashups. Um, are you guys both straight straight hip hop all the way through? <laughs> nah, I, I like to diversify. I like to diversify a little bit. You know, we got uh in our locker room in Philly, we got Matt Freeze, the goalie. He's uh he's got his own little mashups and whatnot. He's a little DJ on the side. So uh he, he calls it and I hope I hope he's okay with me exposing him, but he, he calls it the big booty mix. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So it has a mashup of a whole bunch of music, whether it be pop, uh hip hop, I don't even know, EDM as well. Now he loves some EDM and shuffling, so uh, so yeah, I, I think I think I've got a, a cultured cultured taste for music nowadays, especially. Okay, what about you, Chris? Uh, I don't know if you know this about Mark, but he is a part time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he runs a part time R and B radio show out of his uh, <laughs> out of his bedroom. Uh, Mark is the king of R and B for sure. Let me <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you an R and B story real quick. Okay, we're in we were in South Africa for Confederations Cup, and. Charlie Davies, no, Moadu was rooming with Marvell Wynn. And Marvell Wynn's girlfriend broke up with him in camp. And so Moadu made a 
sad playlist on his computer that he played R and B for like a week straight just to torture Marvell Wynn. And you know, we were there for like three weeks. It was a long trip, and he was just like over. And over. I remember walking in the room, and like Marvell's like depressed, and and Mo is just playing sad love songs over and over again for him to have to like feel that. I was like, oh, this is so sad. I feel bad, man. Sure, I know sure. that one hurt. I know it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> was there any guys that you were surprised with when you went into camp? Obviously, the quality is so high uh, across the entire group and being young, like like Mark said, was there anybody that that surprised you, whether in training or, or in the game? Because let's be honest, I mean, Panama is pretty bad. You know? Yunus Musa, uh, he was a guy who definitely surprised me because, I mean, I never really heard about him. And then it was like three days before I got the call up to camp, they're like, oh, Eunice Musa has accepted a call to the senior men's national team. And I was like, he's American? Like, no, I, I definitely didn't know about that. So but don't lie, though. The, the first thing you did, you looked to see what position he plays, right? You were like, I mean, no, oh, see defender? I, no. Because <laughs> I'd seen highlights of him, like, on, like, these pages on Instagram, my explore page, and it was just, like, him torching Real Madrid or just another team. I was like, dang, this is, is going to be nice. <laughs> and then I see him, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's 17. I was like, all right, like, come on now. Uh, and then yeah. he got the camp and was, I mean, he, dude, this dude is different. He's a different breed. I mean, he's fast, he's strong, uh, and he's just 17. It's so crazy. Yeah, he's saucy, huh? Yeah. yeah he's yeah. saucy with it. Yeah. I saw, I like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have roommates uh, at this camp or was everybody in their own room? No, everybody's in our own room because of Corona, of course. Yeah. Do you have, do you have roommates with, uh, with Bayern? I mean, no. in normal, in normal times? No, with the second team. Yeah. But with the first team now. Spoiled. Mm. Big king size bed, you, you know. know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't lie, it's nice. I can't now lie. <laughs> Red Bulls was the only team that I played for that did rooms on. Do you, do you guys have roommates on the road, Mark? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. Normal times, yeah. yeah. But uh, but but yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Oh uh, yeah. Red Bull, Red Bulls was the only team that that I played for in MLS that that had y- your own room and and it, oh man, it is different. It is so nice. It is. Oh, I don't I don't want to wake up when somebody else wakes up. I don't want to have to worry about what I'm, you know, I don't want so I don't want to have somebody playing R&B music when I don't want R&B music, you know what I mean? All right, listen, quick story because Richards, you know, you know what I'm going to talk about. Poland, all right? U20 World Cup. <laughs> Chris, how big were those beds, bro? <laughs> Man, you if you turned, you were falling off the bed, I promise you. But that's so Europe, bro. Like I, I remember when I had roommates when I was in Germany, you'd get to the room and they'd be the two small beds put together. And then you'd yeah. separate them and they'd have their own like, you know, setup and stuff. But I'd be like, you know, what the room's already like tiny. Yeah. And then and then we've got this bed that's made to be pushed together and we pull them apart and we're like, yeah. you know, you roll over, you're rolling onto somebody else's bed. And then the blankets don't even cover up your feet. Like, they're, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. covered, like, like from neck to knee, and that's it. <laughs> I know, Chris. What you say, three, bro? Your toes hang out dry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this <laughs> oh, is not <God>. okay. <laughs> there was one, because I remember one morning, uh, I think when we got to, it was at Gdansk, and the beds, of course, are they're pushed together. Well, in this, in the hotel, I don't think we could have separated them. And Matt Real and I were roommates, and there was one morning where I rolled over and he was snoring, but his like eye was half open, so I was shook because that's the first thing you see when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Poland! People don't realize the struggle, do they? You know, they don't know what it, they don't know what it's like in the trenches. Oh, exactly, man. you can call it yeah trenches. We can call it that, I guess. Nah, Poland, that that first that first few weeks in Poland were definitely the trenches, no question. <laughs> cold dark we stayed in the hostel it was all good man it was great times i played Barbie one sauce. i played one national team game in poland and i think 
I don't know if it was either Michael Bradley scored the goal in, in the end of the game and and or maybe it was uh yeah, I think Michael Bradley scored. But it was like snowing. It was like everything you would expect Poland to be if you were to stereotype <laughs> Poland in all the all the wrong ways. It was like dark, it was super cold, it was snowing on the pitch. And I just remember <laughs> being like, Man, this is crazy. Uh and we ended up winning that game. And I I just everything there was like, you know, I I I have a lot of Polish friends and stuff, but like when I imagined it, it was like dark all day. It felt dark, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was really cold. I can't imagine being there for a long period of time. We were only there for like three, four days. Well, we were lucky it was the summertime, so you know, we yeah. got a, a few good days of some some nice weather, but for the most part, it was different. Yeah, there. <laughs> let's let's move over to uh Life at Bayern, you know, it's been a crazy year for you, you know, crazy year in this world. Um, what was like life like uh, before the Bundesliga shut down in March? And like, how do you, you know, we're starting to see more and more players talk about the div- difficulties of of being sort of alone when, when things shut down. W- was that the case for you? Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, like I was, I was starting to train a lot more with the first team and it looked like I was going to possibly have a good chance of playing right before Corona happened. And then it happened and it was just, you know, couldn't see any family. Uh, I had one friend who lived close, but we didn't really know like what exactly we could and couldn't do. So we were kind of staying to ourselves and, um, it like, it was, it was really tough because we had a run program. So we'd go on a run for 45 minutes and you had the rest of the day just laying in bed and didn't know what to do with life. Like it was, it was a really, uh, it's really stressful because we didn't. I was so far away from my family, and I was hearing about all the, all the cases, and I didn't know how severe the stuff was. But um, I mean, I got through it, of course. But it was it was definitely hard for the mental, not just the physical aspect. All right. Well, I gotta ask because these pictures coming out of the Bayern camp are these, are these players. <laughs> all right, Goretzka, that man a machine. All right. Yeah. Coutinho, he put on. Hey, he put on some some good muscle. <laughs> What's going on out there, man? <laughs> I must admit, I must have missed that program because uh, <laughs> uh, them boys came back from quarantine looking like monsters. Like I saw, I saw Leon Goretzka. They put a picture on. He put a picture on Instagram of him like that. He built a home gym. I was like, oh, you know, it's Corona. You know, everybody's doing some type of weights or something. And then he came back and was like, hey guys, I'm like this dude, this is not Leon Goretzka. Like, I don't know who this is. And then Coutinho came back. Like he was still short, but this dude was like swole. I was like, all right, like something something like somebody didn't send me the message what we were doing over over quarantine because everybody came back massive what's the level difference between going with the second team to the first team in terms of you know everything is it is it is it a big jump for you or is the transition pretty pretty close because you have a lot of players going back and forth i think last year because we had such a a good young team with the second team i mean a lot of the guys were training with the first team every day and come play with the second team i mean i think from our starting 11 last year me and one other player, the only ones who are still here. So, and all the, and like almost all those guys are training with the first team every day. So, I mean, it was, it was a good level definitely, but not like this year. Um, I mean, no knock on our second team, but it's just, you know, the first team picked up guys like Leroy Sane. They picked up, um, Douglas Costa, uh, Chupa Muting, guys like that. And I mean, the level has just gotten even better from last year. So it's definitely, it's definitely a big step, but I don't know. I've been training with the first team every day this year so i think i think the level's pretty good hey i'm gonna ask you guys a random question now before we we talk about your sort of journey to to germany when i was playing in the bundesliga what do you think the hit hip-hop song was i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you the year i'll give you the year okay 2007 2008 
somewhere in there. Uh, I would say uh, something, Lil Wayne. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking probably like like pop lock and drop it or something. You know, like oh my gosh, that's not not a bad shout. Like you know, uh, or uh, I'll give you this clue. He 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 start. He was like the first star on YouTube. Um, he was like a big like he was one of the first ever to start putting stuff in music videos on YouTube. So I would say, um, like Gucci Mane. Final final answer, Chris. You got one for me. I feel like it's something like ludicrous or something like oh okay okay <laughs> something so, around there I don't yeah, know. all right all right i'm gonna give it to you soldier boy i knew Superman. it oh, damn, bro oh, that is a God, banger bro. too that is a uh, banger yeah that was dude i there was there was a nightclub in my town and we didn't win often but when you won like everything was free you could go out you could do anything you, you just couldn't leave your house when you lost and i remember it had three rooms in it one of them was the hip-hop room and that's where it had like our vip area that was only for us when we were there and uh-huh. blah blah and i'm oh and i I, dude i wore a bandana i was wearing like a bandana i pulled it up like over my face and stuff like i thought it was so bad oh oh, yeah dude i was i was way ahead of the curve but yeah that was that's 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 that dates me a bit but that gives you a little idea as to what my life was like back then wow soldier boy man that dude is drake (laughs) listen that was a bang all right that joint that joint is uh it's lived through the years. For sure. Um, Kiss Me Through the Phone is up there, too. Uh, I still listen uh, to Kiss Me Through the Phone. Hey, that kind of shows the age gap between us, though. Sorry, Heath. But That's okay. It's all right. right. It's a, there is an age gap. We can't We can't <laughs> deny it. You know what I mean? Are you Are you guys the same age? No, nah, Chris is year 2000. Chris is one year. He's a little a little less than a year younger. Yeah, yeah but he gets to say 2000s. He's a exactly. 2000s kid, bro. That's completely yeah, exactly. different. You know what I mean? No one's going like, when are those 99s going to like come out? <laughs> they're, going, they're going like, ah, two, you might actually be too old for this national team, Mark. Like, people okay. are talking about, you know, we're talking You're about the 2000s, <laughs> 2001s. You know, we're seeing Phil Foden make his like big performances. We're seeing, um, what's his name? Uh, Zhao Felix. Like, these are, I yeah. think, 2000s and on, man. You Listen, might be. I mean, you might be. That window might be closing for you. We yeah. we got a few, we got a few diamonds in the ninety nine age group. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we're not gonna sleep on this age group. Hey, so you 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 left in two thousand seventeen, right? Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're now, uh, I guess, a couple years in. Do you you know your, your process of going through the FC Dallas Academy to to Bayern Munich? Is there anything that you would change? Is there anything that you was unexpected? Has everything sort of gone? as you would plan or you know do you have any any regrets or or any of those types of things no i wouldn't say any regrets the one thing that um you know that i didn't see uh like you know looking back on it of course it it made me better but uh, i actually tried out for fc dallas the summer of 2016 i believe i didn't make it and they said i wasn't good enough and then i went to houston texans and we played fc dallas and beat them once and tied them and then no, that that next summer they called me and wanted me to come play for FC Dallas. I think that was one thing that really kind of, in my young career, is what has defined me so far was that moment. You know, not being accepted by FC Dallas, and then you know, eventually them wanted me a year later. I think that was definitely something that I, you know, when it happened, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. And now looking back on it, I think that's definitely a big step in my career. That's fair. Do you um, and and now do you speak do you speak German now? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's not fluent, but I mean, it's it's pretty good. Alles gut. Uh, Alles gut. <laughs> <laughs> when they hear you speaking German, even though it's not like 100% grammatically correct or whatever the problem is, they they respect that you're trying, and it just shows them that you're willing to go that extra like step to try to stay connected with the team. 
And are you are you living alone out there? Yeah, I am. Own okay. solo. You gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. <laughs> did you did you out of comfort? Did you buy yourself two mini beds and put them together uh, so you can feel <laughs> like you're really living in Europe? Or did you go with the? Uh, I, I mean, you're long. You gotta you gotta be a California king type guy, right? Yeah, I got right now. I got me a I got me a queen size bed right now. You know, I gotta start. You gotta start modest so that you can only yeah, go yeah. from there. Humble, yeah. I like. Well, that, I mean, you if know? you were starting modest, you would start at like twin size, twin yeah, size, was, and then work your way to at, queen. At the, at the FT Bayern campus, I was at a, I was on a twin size. But your toes still hanging out the, the comfort. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help that you're tall, though. Like you could yeah, probably exactly. get yourself a, a long, like maybe not as wide. You don't need, you know. You want your feet on the bed, to be honest. Exactly. Like it's probably, I don't, I don't know who your sports scientists are, but I would guess that your feet hanging off the end of the bed is probably not good for recovery. But yeah, probably not. Honestly, I feel like Chris, you probably do because uh, you feel somebody gonna come and tickle your feet at night or something like that. So you need, you don't want your feet hanging off the edge. If somebody tickles my feet when I'm home alone, I'm moving. <laughs> it's all right, bro. So I'll come tickle your feet for you, bro. And we can keep talking about tickling feet if that's what you guys want to say. <laughs> no, nah, that, that can... sounds like Mark's thing. A little R&B music, you know, get out the feather. <laughs> what, what advice would you guys give to kind of the young ballers coming through the academy systems? Both of your guys' journeys are very, very different in the fact that, Chris, you left very quickly um, at a young age. Mark, you're, you're a, a successful example of somebody who, who will leave the club uh, to go abroad uh, sooner than later. What what advice would you give to to young players about the academy system? Obviously, neither of you guys played in this MLS Next thing that exists now. But what advice would you generally give? I know it's a tough question, but is there anything that you guys would give? Yeah, my thing would be you never know who's watching you. Um, you know, I like I said, I was at I was at FC Dallas, and my main focus was going to UNC the next year. I mean, I wasn't thinking about going to a, a club like a European club, especially not one like Bayern. And so, you know, even though we are MLS and we're not the best, like we're not the best league in the world yet, uh, a lot of people are looking over to MLS to try to steal young talent um, for a fairly cheap price. And I mean, you've seen it like with, with Philly. I mean, you see Brendan going to Salzburg. I am Mark, you look like you're, you're about <laughs> up to, you're up to bet. Um, I'm, but you see it all around the league, even like uh, what's the kid at Red Bulls, Caden Clark. I mean, he's like to yeah. move to Leipzig. So I'm, mean, People are looking at MLS. It's just, you know, if you're doing the right stuff on the field and off the field, people are going to notice and you're going to get a lot of attention for it. Yeah, well, well, first and foremost, before before I answer the question, you know, it's go Deeks, you know what I'm saying? Go, you know, Wake Forest University. Uh, <laughs> no one cares about East Coast schools. Guys. Relax, you know what I mean? Hey, the ACC are those, are those ACC? At. Yeah, right? ACC, yeah. baby. Yeah. ACC is where it's at. That's fair. Um, but for me... Those, you know, those are institutions, I'll give you that. No, excellent institutions. You know, I visited UNC, but, you know, Wake was just was superior. But anyway, um, <laughs> for me, the biggest thing would be uh, everyone has their own path, you know, so, so remaining focused, you know, uh, remaining humble um, and keeping, you know, keeping yourself in mind because it's you see so many guys going in, in different directions where you have. You know, for example, Chris, he leaves from the academy, goes to Europe right away. Um, some guys may leave for college like myself. And I'm, I leave college after a semester and sign. Um, some guys will sign and stay in the MLS for, for X amount of time. Some guys, you know, so so the, the journey is different for everybody. Uh, so not not bottling yourself into the one specific channel, um, because at the end of the day, um, each journey is different. 
Um, but but again, focusing on on your game um, and, and ultimately doing doing the little things uh, because, like Chris said, you never know who's watching, um, and and ultimately that that those little things you do will will take you you know a, a great distance. Chris, I'll give you one anecdote on 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 uh, you saying you never know who's watching. <clears throat> when I was playing in Denmark, I, I I went to Denmark when I was twenty to start my career, and I was playing against like you know. Denmark is like first division only. Second division is like so-so. Third division is semi-pro, and then it's just like you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And 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 that and I'm being generous with that. We played against a team from the fourth division in the cup, mm. and I wasn't supposed to play that day. We had uh, you know a lot of injuries came up. I was supposed to be rested. I ended up playing, and I got lit up by this dude on the wing. Like he ran me to the corner flag all. I was playing left back. He ran me to the corner flag all game long, and he was like this young. He was. Formerly like a young super talent that didn't really pan out. And he's playing in the fourth division, working a job and whatever. And after the game, my coach at the time was a guy named Morton Vecourse, who had just retired, became a coach. He had previously been playing at, at Celtic. And he came to me and he goes, listen, you know, I would have pulled you off in the first half if I could. But I want to let you know that the chief scout from Celtic was here today to make a decision on you. And he's not interested anymore. Because you came out here, because I was like pissed off. I wasn't really interested in the games, like playing on a terrible pitch against a t like a really terrible team. And I mm -hmm. remember just not wanting to be there. And him telling me that opened my eyes to being like, and the reason he came to this game is because Celtic is going to play against teams that bunker in, that want to bash heads, that want to play in rough conditions, that make the game difficult because Celtic's, you know, a bigger club in the league. Yeah. And he wanted to see how I handled less than perfect conditions. And he saw that I failed at that and he was no longer interested. And, and that was the last I had heard of the club. And, and he came up to me after the game. And I remember being like, man, there's something to that. Like I was like depressed because, you know, it, the game shouldn't have mattered. But to me, it should have. And I didn't take it seriously. And, you know, an opportunity out the window. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got a few questions for you before you leave. All right. All right, let's do it. You ready for this? And don't don't sit on this too long. And also, don't go neutral. Mark, don't <laughs> hold him accountable, okay? Don't let him go neutral or any of these types of things. Don't let him don't let him like, you know, hold back from answering these cuz they're they're pretty easy and you should have a a, a take on this. Right. Favorite right. who's right. who's your favorite player of all time? Favorite player of all, of all time, it would be Carlos Puyo. Okay. okay. Is, there okay. is there a reason is there a reason why be, behind that? Just like the the aggressiveness he had towards the game, I mean, and he was world class. You know, like as a captain, and also as a player, I mean, he's a perfect example of defender. Well, I mean, he he did win a World Cup and you know a couple euros, you know, some yeah. light. And just Barcelona, you know, Barcelona yeah. legend, easy. <laughs> oh, oh, who took uh, Spain out of that world record 30, <laughs> 36 game run uh, leading up to the Confederations Cup semifinals that we won? Oh, the U.S. did. That's right, baby. Oh, sorry. All right. Sorry, Besides me. Who's your favorite U.S. men's national team player of all time? Oof. No pressure. All right. You only get yeah, one. It's kind of a wild card. Um, I'd probably say Eddie Johnson. I, I remember I remember when he had the blonde hair and he had the lightning bolt in his head, and I was like, yo, this dude is different. And I remember watching, I think it was a snow game. They had the, the Centennial <laughs> jerseys on. Yeah, 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 and I mean, he was lighting it up. And I, like that was the first time I remember watching the national team, and I was like, yo, this dude, like, I want, I want to be able to wear the same jersey. I want to be able to play on the same field as these guys. And I think Eddie Johnson is what really sparked that for me. Mm, I like that. Okay. Mark, have you had any experiences with Eddie? Uh, I haven't. 
But I do remember watching him because uh, I was once a forward. Um, you know, I, I like to throw that in there and let you guys know that. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> was in the U.S. Yeah. You know, we're, we're never going to make it until we start having some positional players. We can't all just be forwards till we're pros, you know? <laughs> yeah, nobody starts off as a, as a center back usually. Yeah, so. <laughs> nah, seriously, seriously. Uh, you, everybody works their way down the field at some point in time. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell you, though, that that's one of the things that I experienced in, in Europe. And, and, and you're seeing it now, Mark, in, in the coming through the academy and i'm sure you see it uh at Bayern. like i was i was competing i'd been a left back at that point for two years right when i started my career i'm i was playing against 18 year old coming up who had been a, a left fullback since he was 12 you know yeah, somebody exactly. decided he's a fullback right. he's now got eight or six years experience of seeing the same part of the field all the time and knew how to get out of problems where the solutions were yep. what you know all those types of things and i remember thinking like wow these guys are way ahead of me in terms of understanding the positional side the tactical side of the game for, for these positions because they've been playing it for years. Absolutely. Yep. That's, that's part of it. You know, everybody's got to <laughs> learn at some point, but that yeah, started as a forward. That's the, that's the way as a forward, you know. <laughs> I, I would have been a really good college forward and then, you know, I could have been talking about it still now, you know, <laughs> being some finance job talking about you should have seen the goals I scored in college, you know. Listen, man, I still tell my academy director every single day. Uh, I was born and bred a nine, but it's all right. Oof. I'll take a four. But yeah, yes. the last thing I'll say on Eddie, he's from my class. He's from my class. We were in residency together. I grew up with Eddie since we were like youth national team since we were like 13, 14. Unbelievable player. I was actually talking about this the other day with somebody that Eddie was the kind of guy that when he was dialed in, he was the only guy when he went and scored. I think it was I think it was uh, qualifying for the 2006 World Cup where he had scored like four or six goals or eight goals in four games for the national team. And then he signed that new deal with Dallas and then he got traded to sporting kc even though it was yeah. the same ownership group back then and whatever before he went to fulham and i remember when i was talking about this with jimmy conrad and we were, he was saying that like this is the the one guy on the planet you don't want confident running at you because he he out muscle you he can outrun you and he was like every every tool he had was unbelievable and and one that i i wish you know i think he could have taken us another level you know he was at united for a short time training with them before he ended up going to fulham and stuff but yeah that's a good shout i like that I like yeah. that shout. All right. Now this this last question I got I got right here is, is music oriented, okay? Oh gosh. All right. All right. So listen, we got we got a public Spotify playlist. All the guests are gonna throw a song on there. A pre match song that you're putting on this playlist is what and why? Because don't put no trash on here, all right? This is public. <laughs> a pre match song. Oof. Or it could be something something like you, you, uh, you I got one. In. Okay. Come on. First day out by T Grizzly. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Yeah, first of all, everybody, well, not everybody, but all the real ones. We know the words to the song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it, it just, it brings out something inside of you. You're like, dude, this, like T Grizzly knows what he's talking about. I mean, you can just tell that he's been living this life and <laughs> it, uh, like just for some reason it just gets me like so hyped and i know mark i know that you know about this song so you know what it does to people i don't know listen. the song and i, I don't know I, I, listen i let me, let me cut you off real quick i listened to jay-z on this netflix show uh my next guest needs no introduction the david letterman show and he said all oh, those yeah. rappers are lying he said they're all lying <laughs> he said no one's living that life only a few of them are he said he said 10 percent of it's real 90 percent is a lie hey listen, yeah i 100 percent believe it Chris, you you just put heat onto a new song, all right? He gonna he gonna yeah. search the lyrics up after this. Make sure you fact check. Does it have bad words? Because I'm not allowed to listen to songs with bad words. We'll send you the clean, the okay. clean version. We'll send you the clean, the clean version for sure, for sure. Heath, what song are you putting on here, man? 
Oh man, I didn't know I was going to get put on the spot here. Woo! Oh, here we go. Um, you you give me you give me you give me yours, and I'm I'm gonna I'll come back to you. All right, all right. <clears throat> nah, 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 nah. I changed it up. I changed it up. I changed it up. Uh, I'll put this. Uh, you know the joke. Everybody knows the joke beneath the the, the song. The joke yeah. beneath the you know. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My my nada. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, that's that, one. That's on. That's that. Uh, add some some Brazilian flair. I'm gonna go with. I don't know the name of the Biggie song because I'm blanking on it. But it's like relax and take notes. Oh, oh while I oh, take oh. tokes of the, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. one. That's my. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, uh, that yeah. one or my shook school. ones. A uh, shook ones also. Yeah. Mob deep. Like that's another one that's like as soon as I'm in it, I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't about this life before. But once that song comes on, I'm like ready to, you know, whatever <laughs> goes. Like oh yeah, <laughs> you know when I, at times you know there's times you put on you put on headphones and you're walking somewhere or whatever, listening to music and that song comes on. You know that you realize that you're just walking a little bit differently and you think that you like. <laughs> I think I'm a foot taller right now and no one's going to look mess with me. That those are the kinds of songs that I know that like get me hyped for games. Yeah. Sure. I thought Mark was going to choose uh Confessions by Usher. I <laughs> knew he was going to say Usher. I was waiting for <laughs> Let it burn before the game. Yeah? Oh, oh man. Mark, I'm I'm almost glad that we're from different generations. I can't have R&B going on in the in the yeah, locker yeah. room before the same thing. I would not put yeah. R&B on in the locker before the game. Now, post game, we're gonna we're gonna jam. We're gonna listen to R&B. You know, after a nice victory, you know, get a nice glass of wine from twenty one. We gonna America. step in the name of love, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, on the training table when you have guys like with headphones on, and and you'll hear them take the headphones off. I was always shocked when I'd hear a pregame somebody take their headphones off because somebody asked them a question. They put it down next to them, and it's like some like really soft R&B music yeah. before a game. I'm like, what is? I mean, I get you got You got to find that zone, but like. What zone are you getting for? There was a player on my team last year, and he would listen to heavy metal before the game. And I was like, yo, you're never getting the Ox. <laughs> okay, yeah. what happens? Yeah, no, he ready for war. What you talking about? <laughs> we'll, go silent, we'll go silent in here before we listen to heavy metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have quiet time before the game. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know um, it's getting late there. So uh, I appreciate you you spending some time with us. Mark, thanks for thanks for hooking it up um getting this guy on the show our first ever show the pressure set high now to have somebody balling at his level uh the last question i have before we leave who's a who's a better center back by the way i didn't i didn't get a chance to ask that today oh you guys both got colds colds all of a sudden everyone's coughing who's the best looking center back (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right cool i appreciate you taking the time man it's been it's been it's been really fun and we wish you the best of luck and and hopefully we can get you back on the show um you know whenever you feel like it because this this was a good 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 conversation yeah that'd be dope thanks for having me richard my boy it's always nice catching up with you baby yeah always bro <laughs> all right See we'll you soon. Soon, man. all right All right, man, that was fun. Good game, Mark. Nah, good game, man. Good, good game. game. Good well game. played. Good game. Well good played. Game. Well played. High fives. Fist bump. Oh, fist bump. Yeah, yeah, fist bump. Not. Yeah, high five yeah. out there. Yeah. Nah, my bad. My uh, bad. Yeah, my bad. My bad. But yeah, man, that was fun. Chris is a Chris is a great guy. What a great conversation and 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 an awesome dude to, to have on the show. I appreciate you you booking. No, no, no problem at all. Of course, Chris and I go way back to Academy days, so so it was great catching up with him. You know, just hearing about the the stories he's going through so far. But you know, he's got a lot more. So Heath, it's your turn. I brought Chris on. What do we got? 
We're going with uh, Moadu. You know him. Um, I'll, I'll let you explain how you know him, but obviously I played with him in the national team for a long time. Uh, Mo's a legend in his own right, now stepping into the broadcast space. Handsome man. Uh, questionable music, but uh, yeah, that's who's going to be next. Yeah, yeah. Mo, Mo kind of took me under his wing, you know, back in my Philadelphia Union Academy days. Uh, he used to bully me on the pitch and then uh, forced me to, to lift weights that I shouldn't have been lifting at that age. Uh, probably, you know, it's a credit to him for, for helping me look the way I do now. Uh, a few more muscles than Heath. But but yeah, Mo was a great guy. So I uh, uh, can't wait to have him on here. Yeah, I will say that Mo always looks like he's about to bust out of his suit like a superhero. Uh, a little, little too big to be a soccer player. Might be pushing towards that NFL size. But look, guys, you can go find us on social at, at Slice of Soccer. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and it's really important if you do that. You know, throw us a rating, throw us a comment. Those help us to get found, hit the algorithm so we can reach more people and make this community bigger as we tap into this uh, nostalgia of the game. And Mark, before we go, you mind putting in a good word for me for uh, Burhalter? Because, you know, technically, if you go anywhere on the internet, you can go in the deep internet, the dark web, you got to go anywhere you want to go. You will not find a chord of me saying I'm officially done. So, you know. Uh, see, this is where we have to part ways, my man. You know, I don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're in the plans much more, but uh, I-, I can try. I- I'll try. I'll try. That's, that's about as best I can do. All right. Fair enough. We're out. Peace.